Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe, and this is Coffee with Mark. I, uh, man, I appreciate you guys. I really do, man. I've gotten so much love from you guys over the past couple days. You guys have just been uh, phenomenal. It's so cool. It's so cool. You guys are my tribe, right? You're my tribe. And I can always, always depend on having you guys in my corner, having your guys' support. Uh, so thank you for that. And, and, and also, over these past couple days, man, more people than ever are now sharing the podcast on their Instagram stories. And guys, just, just so you know, that is like one of the most uh, generous and, and helpful things that you can do. Um, you know, if you ever get any value out of following me on Instagram, out of being a part of my life, out of listening to the show, if I've, if I've added value to your life in any way, which I like to think that I have, but if, if I've added value to your life in any way, even if it was just one day I made you laugh, okay, guys, do me a favor and share the show, okay, that's, that's sort of the, the, the arrangement that we have here. <laughs> okay, I learned that from one of my idols, one of my role models. Uh, his name is Andy Forsell. If you don't listen to his show, his show is called The Real AF. All right, it's one of, uh, it's a great show. It's a great show. His he had a show before that that was the MFCEO Project, and in my opinion, that was one of the the best podcasts ever. Okay, and he also had he used to call it the the fee. All right, that's the fee. Is hey, if you learn something, if you get something out of this, bring me one friend. Okay, that's the fee, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. I want to use it here. If you guys, if you guys love the podcast, if you enjoy listening, make sure you share it. Okay, um, but I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Something I've never done before, um, and I'm going to go through. Actually, uh, I'm going to go through and, and bring attention to one of the Instagram posts that I made years and years and years ago. I think back in 2019 or 2020. I'm not sure, but I will pin the post. Okay, I'm going to pin the post to the top of my feed. But you guys got to understand. When, when I first got started with my, my, I guess you could call it my quote unquote, my personal brand. Okay. It was on Instagram. It was after I'd come home from prison, right? I, it was my first exposure to like social media. Um, so I created this Instagram and, and, and I was, you know, I would try to do something very similar to what I currently do with the podcast, okay? I come on here, I share my thoughts, my experiences, my perspective, um, in hopes of really just inspiring some productive thought, right? I want to I wanna help people uh, start thinking more critically. I want to inspire a different perspective on life. I want to, you know, really light a fire in people and... Um, you know, and get them to to realize that like this is their only chance. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I try to accomplish through sharing um, my experiences with you guys, through sharing the lessons that I've learned. Right? Obviously, I want to spare people um, the experiences that I had to go through in order to learn these lessons. Right? So there's I could go on and on and on, but hopefully, right? Uh, what I'm trying to do is as I'm showing up, sharing my experiences, the lessons that I've learned, uh, my perspective to help people. That's what it boils down to. Okay. And so how this actually looked before I had a podcast and before, you know, I, I before I had worked up the courage to, to feel comfortable talking on camera was I used to post a photo and I'd write out a written caption. And I know a lot of you guys are probably rolling your eyes right now, right? Because everybody hates to read these long, super long drawn out captions on Instagram. 
Instagram. I know you guys all hate it and, and that's okay. But in the beginning, that's what it looked like for me. That was the only thing I was comfortable doing. Um, and so I would, I would take these same lessons. I would take these same experiences that I talk about with you guys. I would take the same perspectives that I try to share with you guys. And what I would do is I would pair it with a, with a, with a good looking photo and I would just write out a caption and try to communicate this same stuff concisely in the amount of characters that Instagram allows me to, to write in a caption. And it was so difficult, but you know what? It didn't keep me from trying, okay? And uh, I mean, really think about it. Like I'll, I'll be on here probably talking for 20 or 30 minutes. I try to keep them usually around 30 minutes, but I'm on here talking for 30 minutes straight and I'm trying to put all of that in an Instagram caption. It just didn't, it didn't work very well. But uh, needless to say, I mean, one of the good things that came from it was that now I have um, really tons and tons and tons of these old posts that um, that bring me back to certain lessons, certain experiences, uh, certain days, certain emotions that I felt in certain moments, and they're cool because I can I can revisit those and I can really um, you know I can talk through them here now that I have this this different. Uh, setting in which to communicate. So what I'm going to do today is I actually want to bring up uh, a post that highlights a feeling. It highlights um, a time in my life when I was feeling very, very, very similar to how I feel now, to this time, that I, this, this time, this moment in my life right now. Um, I've been here before. I really have. I've been here before in a, in a drastically different circumstance. But I've been here before, and I want to share it with you guys, okay? So the, so the post, um, it starts, the first line is actually a quote from a book. And this book is one of my all-time favorite books. It's definitely one of my favorite spiritual slash religious texts, okay? The book is called the Bhagavad Gita, and uh, the people who are familiar with it call it the Gita for short. All right, the Gita is a Hindu text, okay? And... Um, Another thing that's important to note is that the Gita is written in verses. It's not written in like, you know, um, you know, typical grammar that, that a book would be written in, I guess. So sentences and paragraphs and it's written in verses. All right. So this first line, OK, is a quote. And the quote is what the best man does, the others do as well. All right. So I'm going to go on and I'm going to try to read this post without stuttering or stumbling over my words. I'm not a great reader, guys, but uh all right, so it reads, what the best man does, the others do as well. When I first read that sentence, it seemed to start echoing in my mind. You know, I read it a second time. I read it a third time. What the best man does, the others do as well. I was at a point in my life when I felt completely isolated. I had just made some major life changes, and I was questioning myself every second of every day. Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Is this going to be worth it? Am I doing the right? Am I doing it for the right reasons? What the best man does, the others do as well. I looked around. It felt like it was just me. I had never walked this path before, and it felt like I was clawing my way through the dark. I didn't know that they were watching. I didn't know that my vulnerability was giving them strength. I didn't know how long it was going to take for them to build up the courage to join me, but eventually they did. Day after day, it kept ringing in my head what the best man does, the others do as well. Now I've grown accustomed to choosing the lonely path. I've learned to embrace the solitude as a necessary part of the journey because I know that as long as I'm on the right path, sooner or later they'll join me. Following your heart, 
rather than the crowd can be fucking terrifying. It can lead you down an incredibly lonely path, but you need to understand that that's an essential part of the process and that you're enduring that solitude so that others won't have to, okay? Now, maybe if you've been listening over the past two episodes, okay, you'll be able to sort of draw some parallels here and understand why I said, man, that post is written about a time in my life where I felt very, very, very similar to how I feel now. All right, I've just recently, this week, made some major life changes, some major decisions in my life that have left me feeling scared, um, nervous, excited, alone, right? But, But going back, when you make some major changes, and some major decisions, and you change paths completely, like I just did, all right, you do question yourself every second of every day. Don't, you know, just because, you know, I sound confident, all right, this is a trick I learned a long time ago, okay? It was sounding confident is one thing. Being confident is another thing, okay? And it's not that I am confident, and I sound a lot, but I sound a hell of a lot more confident than I am, okay? Those questions, am I on the right path? Am I, am I doing the right thing? Is it going to be worth it? Am I doing it for the right reasons? Okay, those same questions are lingering in my mind every single day. I just walked away from, I just walked away from a job. You know, guys. (laughs) All right, so I made some major life changes. And, um... And and, and back then, you know, those, that time in my life, just just so you guys know, when I, what that post is talking about is when I first decided... Um, to give myself a chance. I wrote that post about when I was in prison um, and I first, you know, decided that I was going to live a different life than, than, than the life that I, I was previously living, okay? And it was so difficult. I mean, I'm telling you guys, that was one of the most difficult experiences of my life, all right? It's not easy to change your life in prison, Especially when the first couple years you're in prison, you're like the bad guy. And then all of a sudden, one day, you get out of solitary confinement and you're a completely different guy than everybody knew previously, right? So it was very difficult. And, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about that time, actually. So what I experienced in when I first decided to, to change my life in prison, and, and I've talked about this a little bit, and I've talked about it with Andy before, um, but... You go through this period when you make a big, big, big decision in life, when you completely change your own path, you go through this period of time that, that, that I call social isolation, okay? What happens is basically, um, as you live your day-to-day life, people build up certain perceptions of you, and they also build up certain expectations of you, okay? They, they sort of expect that you're going to be the same or a similar person that you were yesterday, okay? And then... What, when, you, when you show up as somebody completely new and somebody completely different, right, it, it, it doesn't meet their expectations of who you are or who you were, all right, or who they want you to be. And it can happen slowly or it can happen very suddenly. For me, it happened very suddenly. Very suddenly, all of my old friends were no longer my friends. They weren't, they weren't my friends anymore. What happened is I didn't have anything in common with those guys anymore, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we, we just, we were living two completely different lives. And so there wasn't, whereas before I would, I would hang out with you to sit around and smoke weed and gamble 
and 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 just you know and just talk shit all day okay well what happens when i stop gambling and i stop smoking weed and i stop talking shit well well suddenly we don't have anything in common we don't have any reason we don't have any excuse to even be around each other anymore so that's why very suddenly it changed for me let's say that you guys have a friend group that likes to party a lot and then you stop partying well, if, if you only ever see certain friends when you guys go out drinking, well, if you stop going out drinking very often, well, guess what? Now, all of a sudden, very suddenly, you're no longer, you know, in that same person's circle, right? And so, um, so I, I did. I made, I made some, some drastic changes. And then, so you go through this period where your old friends are not your friends anymore, but you haven't, you haven't been on this new path long enough to discover your new friends yet. And so that's that's the that's the period right there. That's the social isolation. It's when you are more alone than you've probably ever been in your entire life. Because for most people, most people grow up and you 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 live your whole life in a little bubble, a little social bubble, and you take yourself out of that bubble. Now I'm accustomed to them, accustomed to it. I've been here before many times actually now, but but the first time, man, man. It is like seemingly unbearable. Like seriously, it's unbearable, you know, looking around and knowing that you don't have anybody. You don't have anybody with you. Um, and so it was a very, very difficult time in my life. Probably the most difficult period of my life that I've ever had to go through was that period because it, it's so tempting in those moments when you realize that you're, you're all alone, right? It's so tempting in those moments to go back to what you know to retreat. It really is. Because like, like, like even guys, I mean, there's, there's infinite number of applications for this. I don't want to keep it drastic. A lot of my stories are the extremes because I've gone through some extreme experiences. But like, like even if you're trying to follow a diet, okay, if you're trying to follow a diet and you're trying to clean up your diet, trying to stop eating junk food, right? And then your friend, your family, let's just say your family, they eat a lot of junk food, right? And, and you kind of alienate yourself in that little ecosystem or that little environment because you're the only one not eating the junk food. And they start picking, at you, picking on you and making fun of you, you know, saying little, taking little pokes of, of jabs at you and stuff like that while, they're, while you turn down snacks. Okay, it's so easy. In that moment, you are being socially isolated. And it's so easy to just, all you have to do to be accepted by the group again is eat a Snickers. Okay, that's all you have to do. And it's and, and in those moments, I mean, human. I think at the core of human beings and who we are, we crave more than anything a sense of belonging. And so in that moment, when you're resisting the urge to eat the snacks, but your family around you is eating the snacks and they're, and they're making fun of you and they're socially isolating you, all you have to do is give in and go back to meeting their expectations, to being the person that you showed up as yesterday. And if you do that, you know that your old friend group will take you back, they'll accept you with open arms. Okay, so now, coming back to me, my story, okay, I knew, I knew, man, in those moments, those days, it was day after day after day, week after week, month after month, it was literally months before I developed a new social group. And so that period of social isolation was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Because I knew, like, it would be so easy for me to be the guy to go to again. It would be so easy for me to for, for me to go back to my little position of control and influence and leadership that I had among my old friend group. But you know what? I didn't want to be that guy anymore. I didn't. 
And so I had to keep moving forward. And during that time, my old friend group, who, all, who were all the cool guys, the gangsters, the, you know, the tough guys in jail, man, they slowly but surely started to resent me. They did. You know, they, it, it's the same, drawing the parallel again for the person who's just trying to quit eating junk food. You know what happens when you, when you resist it, when you resist their, their pleas to come back to being who you used to be, right? They're going to start resenting you. They're going to start looking and say, oh, you're too good for us now. Oh, sorry, you don't eat this anymore, blah, blah, blah. You start getting those jabs, but you can, that's the moment when you realize that the seeds of resentment have been planted because they realize that you're stronger than them. That right now you're succeeding, you're doing something that they've never had the strength or the courage to do. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. I was in prison and I, and I stayed true. I said, you know what, I'm done. And when I said it, I meant it. And so I moved on. But now I have the, the toughest guys, the coolest guys, the most popular guys in the prison. They fucking hated me now. You know, they started to resent me and they started to say, oh, now he's too good for us. Oh, man, now all of a sudden you want to be a different guy. Blah, 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 blah. They'd start to pick on me. They started to pick fights with me because they know they knew. That like at this point now, I made it clear, man, I'm, I'm done getting in trouble. I'm done risking my life. I'm done risking my freedom. I, I, I just want to do my time and go home. And, be, and, and, and they, it built up so much resentment with some guys that they would literally try to pick fights with me even at their own detriment. They, like they know if we get caught, we're both going to jail. We're both going to solitary confinement. But it was worth it for them because they hated me so much because I had the courage and the strength to do something that maybe they wanted to do a long time ago, but they never, they never had the courage or the strength to do it. And so with this post, you know, talking about how, um, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that they were watching, you know, let me go back to it. Okay. It says what the best man does, the others do as well. I looked around and it felt like it was just me. I had never walked this path before. And I felt like I was clawing my way through the dark. I didn't know that they were watching. I didn't know that my vulnerability was giving them strength. I didn't know how long it was going to take for them to build up the courage to join me. But eventually they did. Okay, guys, this is, this is, the, this is the, what the substance of this whole episode and of this entire post. All right? It was when you, you work up the courage to make a change. Okay, you work up the courage to make a change. You say, you know what? I'm going to do it. Everybody can think of a time in their life when they said, you know what? I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit drinking energy drinks. I'm going to I'm going to quit whatever. You name it, okay? You name it. Everybody has a vice. Everybody has been there. We've all said, "You know what? I'm done. This is my last day doing this." Okay? So you work up the courage to do it, to make this big change that you know in your heart and in your mind is, is what's best for you, okay? And then you set out on it. And then you go through this, this period, okay? You go through this period where you get tested. You get tested by your social environment. You get tested by whatever. Maybe it's cravings or whatever, okay? And then you, you, have, an you have a choice to make, okay? And for me, I persisted, okay? I, per I persisted. And, and what I, in retrospect, it took me years to realize this. Actually, not really. It probably... In the moment when this stuff started to happen, I did realize what was happening, but it took me years to really appreciate what happened, okay? I didn't know that they were watching. 
What that means is there's guys that were around me, not necessarily the guys that were a part of my old friend group, okay? The guys that were part of my old friend group, for the most part, those guys start to resent you. They start to get bitter, and they, and they really do kind of resent you for making the change and for leaving the group because you've grown, you've outgrown them at this, at this point, okay? But there were other people. There were other people that were watching, you know, there were other people that my vulnerability, my willingness, my willingness to break apart from the group and go through and endure that solitude, that social isolation, my willingness to endure that social isolation, my vulnerability was actually giving them strength. It was giving them the courage to make the same decision because most people most people don't have the courage or the strength to be the first one to go. They don't. If they were the first one to go, they, they'd eventually, they, they cave in, they break. That social isolation is, is, in my opinion, it's the number one reason why most people never make a significant lifestyle change. Because it's, it's easier to go back and be accepted by your old friend group again than it is to endure this isolation that, that is going to last like when you get into it, you don't know when it's going to end. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. It just ends one day, right? And so your most people don't have the courage or the strength to be the first one to go. But, but, but when they see it done, if they see it done by somebody else, right, it, it inspires them with, with, the, with the hope that they can do it too. And that's what happened with me. That's what happened with me. In prison, it's so hard to change your life. It's so hard to change your life. Um, not only because of the social isolation, but just the social pressure. The social pressure in, in prison is just so, so, is so strong. I'm sorry, it's so strong. Like everybody, like it's, it's so weird. Like the values and the moral, the whole society is just like the upside down world. It's just, it's cool to be, a criminal, you know, and to like the, 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 the more violent and confrontational you are, like the, the more respect people have for you. Like it's, it's almost the opposite of how normal society operates from a moral and, 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 and ethical sense. But anyway, so, so my willingness to go first, right? My willingness to go first, to, to, to endure that solitude and, and really subject myself to be vulnerable in that way it, it inspired people around me that at the time I didn't even know that they were watching, but it inspired them with the courage to say, you know what, I think I want to change my life too. Guys, I can tell you that there was a moment <clears throat> when somebody came to me on the side, the first person that came to me and told me, you know what, <clears throat> you know what, Mark, I think I want to change my life too. Okay. The first time somebody said that to me, it was one of the greatest moments of my life. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. Because it was the moment, it was the first time that it occurred to me that people were watching and that my vulnerability had given them strength, my willingness to go first, my, my, my willingness to have the courage and the strength to follow my heart and live my life the way that I, think it was, that I thought was best in my heart, my willingness to do it despite all of the social pressure to do something different is what inspired them and gave them the strength to come up to me and say, you know what, I think I wanna do that too. 
And it wasn't, it wasn't, that person wasn't the first and the last. That person was the first of many. Okay. They were the first of many. By the time I came home, I had literally developed an entire eight week program that became a mandatory program for people to take if they wanted to go home early. In New York state, you get an opportunity to, to, to earn quote unquote good time. Okay, so let's say you got a four-year sentence. Well, they'll say you can go home in three and a half years as long as you complete X, X Y, and Z program. Okay, well, in this, in this particular jail, I designed an eight-week program, a course that became a mandatory program for people that wanted to go home early. If you wanted to go home early, you had to go through my course. Okay, and there was guys that were willingly signing up for my program because my willingness to go first inspired them, gave them the strength and the courage to say, you know what, man, this shit ain't cool anymore. I, I, I want to change my life too. All right. So that, that's, man, I'm telling you this, this post, this post is, is, is one of the most, I mean, it's, it's so tough, man, because, you know, you write a post like that and, and, and I pour my whole heart into it. Because it's one of the, it's one of the, like, if I could just impart one message from it to people, it's that, hey, you're not the only one thinking about making the change that you're make that you want to make. You're not the only one that's settling for a life that's less than the one that you're capable of living. You're not the only one that's not living up to your true potential. You're not the only one that feels stuck in a social circle or in a friend group that is hopeless, right? That, that, that's just holding you back. You're not the only one. There's so many other people out there that are in the exact same position that are thinking about making the exact same leap that you're thinking about making and you're, and you not making the leap. Okay. Is only perpetuating everybody staying where they're at. Right. But if you, if you somehow, some way can find the courage, and the strength to make the leap, right? To make the change, to follow your heart, to live, to live in a way that you know in your heart is, is, is what's best for you. To step up to the challenge and start being the person that you know you have the potential to be, to create the life that you know you have the, the potential to create for yourself. If you just, if you can just find the courage and the strength, your, vulner, your vulnerability will give them strength. And I promise you, I promise you that you're going to, you're going to have to walk a lonely path. You really are. You're going to have to walk a lonely path. Uh, it might be the most alone you've ever felt in your entire life. Okay. But, but just remember the last line of this post is, is actually the most powerful line. Okay. It can lead you down an incredibly lonely path. But you need to understand that that's an essential part of the process and that you're enduring that solitude so that they won't have to. Okay, that's the most powerful part. When you work up the courage and the strength to walk that lonely path, you don't have to ask yourself, man, I mean, all the questions, all the questions are going to come. Am I on the right path? Am I doing this for the right reasons? man, did I make the right decision? You're going to question yourself every single day, ever since every moment, every moment of every day, you're going to be questioning yourself. You're going to be thinking about going back. You're going to th think about retreating, man. I don't know. I think I made the wrong decision. 
Okay, but every day you continue to move forward, I promise you're getting more and more eyeballs. More and more people are noticing. And, and, and your vulnerability gives them strength. And you, and you, you are enduring that solitude so that they won't have to. Okay, that's the most powerful part. And so I've been, I wanted to bring this post up because one, it's one of my favorite posts that I've ever written. And I, and, and who, I mean, who cares? Everybody's a fan of their own stuff, right? But this, seriously, this one just resonates with me so deeply. And especially this week, since I just did, I just made some major life changes. I just quit my job of several years. In fact, on the surface, what I, the job that I just walked away from looked like a dream job. Like it looked like a dream job. I make $250,000. You know, I, I, I work with all my friends. You know, I, I get to interact with and meet all these cool, famous people. Like it was, it was so cool. I mean, seriously, and, and it was cool. I'm not taking anything from it, but in my heart, in my heart, it didn't feel like the place I needed to be right now. It didn't. And so, and so I've been here before. This time it was a little bit easier for me to make the decision than it was last time or the time before or even that first time that I had to make that major decision. But now I've been here and it was a little bit easier. But it still wasn't easy. It still wasn't easy. It still doesn't, it doesn't remove the doubt. It doesn't remove the questions. It doesn't remove the, the worry, the nerves. It doesn't remove any of that. I've just been here and I know that that's a part of the process. And so now I'm a little bit more comfortable in it than I once was. But guys, I want you to know, I feel the same thing. I feel the same thing. And I, and I take a tremendous amount of pride in, you know, in being the one that, that, that shoulders that burden. Seriously. I've had people already this week. I quit my job on Monday. Today is Thursday. I've had several people already this week reach out to me and say, man, you know what, I'm going to, dude, I, you know what, I want to, I want to try to do what I'm passionate about doing. You know, I have one girl who wants to start a bakery and, you know, I've, I've had a couple really incredible stories and interactions this week. And you know what, it was, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that happened to me five years ago when I was in prison. It was the same thing. It's the same exact moment as that, that one guy, that first guy that came up to me and said, you know what, Mark, I think I want to change my life too. And so for those of you that, have fo that, that follow my lead in anything that I do, thank you. Thank you because those moments are the moments that I live for. Seriously, seriously, a change in one life at a time, it feels incredible. But for those of you, you know, that have been, on, that have been in these moments, in these situations where you, where you just... Your heart is screaming. You, can, you can't not hear it. You know you, you want, you deserve more. You're capable of more. Um, and you're just terrified. You're terrified to take that leap. Take it. Take it because it's not just for you. It's not just for you. I promise you, it'll, it'll inspire. It'll help people that, 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 quite frankly, it's just impossible to foresee before you make that leap. All right, but that's what I got for you guys. I wanted to share that post. I'll pin it to the top of my page um, on my Instagram. Thank you so much. If you, if you liked this episode, if you liked any of the episodes ever, okay, if I made you laugh, if I made you think, if I made you cry, if I, any of the things, if you got any value out of the episode whatsoever, please share it, share it, share it with at least one person, but actually it's best to just share it on your Instagram story. All right, I love you guys. I look forward to talking to you again soon, maybe tomorrow.